Hello, and welcome to Showing Up with Asher Gottesman. If you like this show, please subscribe, rate, and review, or simply share with a friend. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Asher G. Today, we have an incredibly cool, unique entrepreneur on our show, Molly Borman Haymont. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. She's the creator of Just Nips, which is one of the most popular accessories in the world for women with breast cancer. She's also an author, as well as the founder of Housewife Essentials. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, I'm so excited. I always um, appreciate when people understand the value of Just Nips. And uh, over the years, it's been hard to sell, you know, really anyone who's never heard of the company on our fake nipple offerings. But when when people learn about us, they usually get super geeked. So I, I appreciate the love and support. Excellent. Well, so let's start with that. So somebody hears the name, it gets, or exactly what you said, uh, you know, fake nipples, it gets um, very interesting. So tell us how you came up with the idea of Just for Nips. Sure. Just Nips. Yeah. Sorry. So I, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, what's, what's crazy about it is one day I was living in New York. I was sitting at my desk and I saw, you know, I was like cleaning out my desk, like very normal activity, cleaning out the desk. I saw I had two eraser heads and I was like, wow, this looks like a nipple. And I then also on the other side of the desk, I had a safety pin and I said, wouldn't it be crazy if you could attach this to your bra? So I did. Um, I thought it was funny. My friend called me. She's like, I'm outside your apartment. Do you want to get a coffee? I said, yeah, let's go. I forgot I was wearing them. You know, and again, <laughs> this was this was a, a safety pin and an eraser under my shirt. Um, completely forgot. We, you know, I put my jacket on, we go out, we have coffee, it's warmer. I take my jacket off and my friend's like, what is on your shirt? And I'm like, what do you mean? Again, completely forgot. And I I noticed now and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I was like trying, I thought that this would be funny and I don't know, but like the more I thought about it, I just realized like, wouldn't this be a really cool business idea? I don't know. The idea just popped into my head. And she looks at me, she goes, I actually don't think the idea just popped into your head. I feel like you've like brought this up to me before. And I was like, really? And, you know, she was a dear friend from college. And she's like, Molly, you've like always talked about this. I guess I just didn't know that apparently I always was talking about hard nipples. But my friend, she swears, she's like, this is not the first time you've said this to me. So I was like, oh, that's that is just a weird subconscious thing. I didn't even know. But here we are. So I just couldn't get the idea out of my head. I also couldn't get the idea that I had this idea before out of my head. And I just figured we whatever this means, I have to try it. I think women would like this look. And my thought was, okay. You have to touch your breast in some form, you know, maybe your bra, maybe your breast, because we we made them to put them either on a bra or on a breast for women's comfort. Um, let's do let's do some tie-ins with breast cancer. We can have a donation angle. That's going to be great. Um, I'll deal with that after I get the company up and running. There were a lot of things I had to do in between. Um, <laughs> as far as just getting a company up, obviously, if you're putting um, you're selling an adhesive for someone's skin, there's some legal hurdles that we had to go by we it was really just me um at this time and I was making these all by hand by 
you know, I mean, various methods. I was testing everything. I was sewing on, you know, soft plastic beads. I got Mardi Gras beads. I sawed some in half. I found out that they actually made beads in half and I would stick them on a pasty that's usually designed to conceal a nipple. Um, but we were using it for the opposite effect to make your nipple look more pronounced. Um, I threw up a website. I was wearing them at this point every day. And, you know, people were talking like I people had called me and said, hey, I heard you're you're wearing these nipples. Like, oh, my God, I'll send you some. I'll send you some. But it was very a not yet launched product um, at this point in time. But I was talking about it nonstop wearing them. People people definitely the word was out, but this was not a thing yet. I just figured, you know what? The holidays are approaching. This was right before the election in 2016. I said, holidays are approaching. I'm going to give these to all my friends in this, you know, the website. It'll be funny, silly. We'll move on. Um, we, we've yet to move on because at this time, you know, somebody wrote about us. We had some, some organic press in a Facebook group called, um, like Hillary's pantsuit, something or pantsuit nation, a, a Hillary Clinton pantsuit, you know, Facebook group. I never even saw the post, but next thing you know, we have like hundreds of people on the site. Then it's thousands of people on the site. Then I'm getting, you know, email inbounds like every second. And at this point in time, I have another job. I was working for Ralph Lauren, um, working on their e-commerce. And I was like, whoa, what's what's happening at the office? It was very much not the office. It was very much on my phone. And all of these women who had um, no nipples as a result of, you know, their their breast cancer surgery, they were reaching out asking me if our products were medical grade, if they, you know, had XYZ ingredient, if it was safe for an incision. And I was like, guys, I don't know. Like, I'm just, you know, buying these pasties off Amazon. Like, oh my God, I don't know any, like, please don't buy my product. Like, don't, if you have any, you know, it, it was such a, a funny time because, Obviously, you want sales as a business owner, but I was very much not ready to commit to to this because I didn't know and I didn't, you know, I, I realized the severity of of everything, you know, pretty much within an hour. Um, I called my dad. It was he he just so happened to know a medical engineer with a specialty in adhesives. And he's like, you know, you you gotta call Tom. And I was like, uh, who's Tom? And he tells me this, you know, he knows this guy, Tom, who happens to be the premier medical engineer when it comes to like medical and prosthetic devices that have to do with any sort of adhesive. So that was like another gift, another sign to just keep going. Um, I call him, he, you know, tells me his price. I said, I am so sorry, but we can't even be on the phone um, because I, I did not understand that, you know, it was so expensive. And then he's, and I just said, um, the only reason I'm calling is because, you know, all these women with breast cancer, you know, want this product. And then he said he had been affected by it in his family. He wanted to help. He would do it pro bono. And um, we had a new product within six weeks. And from there, you know, our, our, we were doing breast cancer donations. We were doing, you know, donations, obviously monetarily, but also, you know, giving our product all over the world. It just, it, it happened so fast that it is so hard to, I mean, I remember it all, but it's hard to put into words. It just, it was a whirlwind of, of truly like an eight week stretch where I went from not having a business to having a 
uh, medical product that was, you know, sort of taking over and, um, and, and then, and then we kept going. That is so, so cool. So were you passionate about breast cancer before, or is this what made you passionate about breast cancer? This is absolutely what made me passionate. I, you know, listen, like I was in New York, I would go to fundraisers, I would do you know, just what everyone was doing. I actually, you know, at my job at Ralph Lauren, they have a big breast cancer initiative called the Pink Pony Fund. I happen to work on that project every year, but I was not in it the way I was when women who who had experienced this horrible, you know, not only disease, but the after effects and, and what not having nipples means. I just, I came from a place of complete ignorance. I had no clue and next thing you know, people are telling me their stories. I'm crying, then they're crying and they're saying, I don't want to cry. And I'm like, all right, I, I, I'm new, please. I don't know, I'm trying, but I'm just so, you know, overwhelmed. And I, I want to do, I want to take a very um, happenstance situation and make the most of it. So I, you know, we, I just dove in head first and it's, it's been unbelievably rewarding. And, you know, we've, I, I always like, we'll get, we'll get a wholesale order or an order for a hospital really which is like the bulk of of our bigger orders come from these plastic surgeons and hospitals you know we just sell them at cost um because if you know anything again anything we can do um we want to do but you know we'll get orders from guam and just locations i i i never thought i would be able to see but also you know, be able to reach and how did they hear about this? And it's, it's just been so surreal the whole time, but you know, it, it really speaks to the fact that, you know, breast cancer doesn't know, you know, borders. Um, and this is a real, a real, you know, horrible, you know, disease that we want to help in any way we can. So that, that is what, what, you know, keeps me going. So, and it's been a long time. It's, it's, it's been like five, six years. So we're going. You're, and this is now your full-time gig, right? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I'm, I, I love to work. I love, I like to create. So this is sort of the, the ship that keeps moving. And then I, I'm always doing side things here and there because I, I just gotta stay sharp to be completely is that, honest. Is, is, is that what housewife, housewife essentials are? Yes. And, and, and similar, yes, it is. And I, I wrote, I wrote a book for the same reasons. I just, I love to to juggle a lot and just push everything forward. It's, um, it's a blessing and a curse. (laughs) What was your book about? Uh, well, my book actually, so it's funny. Um, my book, the Instagram iceberg initially was about businesses that are banned on social media platforms and how they can, you know, continue to grow, um, and still exist in this like digital facing world. Um, I, I had the idea for the book because that was what happened to us, you know, just nips, obviously we were huge in the breast cancer space, but nipples just in general, nipples are banned on social media, um, including Google as well. Just, which is funny because everyone, you know, tries to fight me and they're like, well, you know, there's a lot of porn out there. And I say, I understand, but you know, porn, they're not advertising. Um, they just exist just like we just exist, we can't advertise, we can't grow in the way, you know, a Casper mattress, or any of these direct to consumer brands, you know, grow. And and when I started Just Nips, like that was sort of our era where everybody was heavily, heavily funded and throwing millions of dollars a month at Facebook ads. And we just, 
we couldn't compete. And for a very long time, um, I really wanted to, right? Like I was like, oh, well, we can get funding. We can do this. Like, of course, everybody, you know, when, when the momentum was high, everybody wanted to support. Um, and, but we couldn't, we couldn't advertise. So initially the book was going to be a little bit about that, but you know, who else is banned and what are these other sexy industries that are totally banned? So we spoke to, I mean, I, so many, so many brands who had had similar, similar pitfalls, but then, you know, I realized, um, I wasn't really passionate about like, you know, breaking the rules here. I was like, wait, it seemed, and this is about a year into my research, it seemed that even businesses that aren't necessarily banned from Facebook and Google and Instagram ads are struggling to keep up with the influx of capital going towards them. So for example, if you're going to be a makeup company and you get a million dollars, but then your competitor gets $2 million to spend in the same place, they're going to beat you. And I realized that this was actually my passion um, was sort of cracking the code and sort of trying to level the playing field here for all entrepreneurs who are being, you know, out outpaced on on social ads, but still have incredible ideas. And I had this hunch, and this is pre pandemic that going local and you know forging communities and it's it's really it's really starts with with grassroots efforts and just you know doing your thing finding your niche and building and growing from there um and then the book was scheduled to be released so you finish you know you write your book and then you you sit and wait for it to be edited and all of these fun things that happen during the book um, process. Um, so I finished writing my book. I think my last day was February 1st um, of 2020, and it was scheduled to come out uh, April 16th of 2020. So obviously in that time, the whole world changed. And I was, I was like, maybe we pull the book. Maybe we don't do it. Maybe, maybe we don't. But it turned out as every other person in the world was racing to pour money into social media um, it, it couldn't have been a better time. So we released the book. The book was great. It was it was amazing. Um, it was it was you know such a, a high and such a rewarding experience for me. But at the same time, um, it's funny. You know, all my friends are like I read your book. I read your book. I'm like, thank you. You didn't have to. I talk about this stuff all the time. You know, you could ask me. Like I could just tell you. Um, and then my uncle calls me and he's like, I read your book. And he's very studious and he just like. Like I knew he actually read the book, right? And I was like, amazing, what'd you think? And he's like, well, why is half of your book about sexy companies? And I was like, oh my God, like you're, either all my friends lied or you're the only person who couldn't who noticed, but it's because in the, in the research phase, you know, half of the research was about, were about these, you know, companies, these vibrator companies, these women's health, men's, sexual wellness companies that can't advertise. So I, I was sort of busted by my uncle for not starting over when we changed topics halfway through the process. But um, it was it was amazing. Truly. It, it was awesome. And, and I was I was like, okay, at least I know he read it. Everyone else can say they read it. But my uncle, he for sure read it. <laughs> well, I haven't read it yet. I will read it. And I will ask you and then I'm going to remind you and ask you that question again. How come it's all about sexy? Um, right, right, right. Yet, 
so how does I want to go back to Molly for a minute if you're open to speaking about her and how does somebody have so much energy and so much passion and so much compassion where did all this come from how did you show up for your how did you learn to show up for yourself in such an incredible way so uh and I appreciate you saying that um I do have a lot of energy absolutely but you know I think back to times where I didn't and I have gone through rough periods for sure. And typically the only thing that pulls, the only way I am able to pull myself out of it is through my work. So, you know, I, I really struggled in college. Um, I, I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. I went to the greatest school in the world. I had the best friends in the world, but I just felt like I would fail for four years and I hated it and I was miserable and I couldn't be myself. And I just, I hated, I hated the drinking culture. I hated the every, like, you know, part of the herd. We're going here on this day. Well, we go here on this day, but we don't go here on that day. You only go, and it just, it, it rocked me to my core in a way that I think if you haven't been there, you won't understand, but I knew this was not for me. And I, but nothing, you know, I had, I had to graduate, right? Like we were doing it. We were in, it was paid for, it was happening. And I just, I tried everything to get out of it. Um, I, I switched majors a million times. I, I, I tried everything to stop. Um, and, and, and I even would just go home for very long stretches. But um, then I got a job and I found a mentor. Her name, well, she, she wasn't a mentor at first. She was my boss and now she's a mentor. But she, you know, at the time was like an older sister. She, she had been there. Um, she knew what it was like to not be in the right place, which is why she was back in Ann Arbor, um, with her at the time, boyfriend, then fiance, now husband. And, you know, she said, you can work for me. Just, you have to do a good job. And all I wanted to do was do a good job because that meant I didn't have to focus on how difficult the social situations were and the circumstances were being in this, this you know, really mental prison of my own, but I just, I, I, it's so hard to describe. I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like college, but I loved my job. And I realized that like, I loved, I love, I'm task oriented. I love to, you know, cross something off the list and reach a goal and reach, exceed the goal and make new ones and, and push harder and harder. Um, and, and that was really the first time I was like, Hey, wait, like all of a sudden the things that used to bother me to the point of, you know, I didn't even want to eat. Right. I was just so upset all the time. All of a sudden I wasn't. Um, and I knew from then on, like that if I can work and I can fulfill whatever need it is in me to, to keep going and build and create that I will, I will stay happy. And when I'm not, I will change course and, and do it through work. So, and you know, work, I, I feel like has such a negative connotation, like work, you know, work is bad, but it's really to me like just creative passion and building. And it's more just the building and growing that that makes me, you know, sore um, as opposed to the, you know, email back and forth. But, you know, still it, it all contributes to something. So, you know, even the mundane tasks, I, I do enjoy just you know, now that I know it's it's for a greater purpose, which is, you know, showing up for yourself and just overall happiness and doing what you need to do. That's beautiful. That's truly beautiful. Other than breast cancer and 
companies and showing up for work. Is there anything else that you're passionate about that you want to share with us? Um, you know, well, I am, I'm passionate about Detroit and I think it's such an interesting place where, you know, I'm, I'm from here. When I was younger, we rarely went downtown. Um, the city itself has been through so many ups and downs that, you know, when we were younger, well, I didn't really think about it. Right. I just, I knew at least 25 minutes away that sometimes we had to go to, um, but now that I can see, you know, that I can make an impact with my own two hands and it's sort of a blank slate, right? Like you have a couple people who want to do it. You have a couple people who have done it. And by do it, I mean, you know, take the, the situation back into their own hands and, and make change for good, right? Open up a store, um, create jobs, you know, beautify a street and all of these, these things, you know, in, in New York and LA and other places we've lived where they're so much more expensive and frankly, you know, stricter because there are more people who care, <laughs> you know, it's harder to do. But I realized that in Detroit is it's a place where I can have an impact. It means something to me. It means everything to me. And, you know, I, I want to, I want to open a store. I want to buy buildings. I want to create jobs. I want to give people, you know, my version of what it means to make something beautiful. And I don't, I, I say that in, in, you know, I, I speak about it with my husband every single day. That's why we're here. Um, we've lived in a billion different places over the last five years, but this one is, is for real now. Um, and this is basically why we're here. Just so, you know, we can leave an impact and make, make the city better when we leave it than, than when we got here. That's a huge passion of mine. And, you know, some days we're making a nipple store um, and we're going to have our, our nipple headquarters. Um, other days it's not. Other days it's a, you know, literary center where we can, you know, read and write and share ideas. Other days, you know, and I love my wallpapers. Um, I did just put them up in my son's room and my niece's rooms and they're, they're gorgeous. Other days it's wallpaper space. It's we're going to do a whole block. It's going to be all of them. Um, but I do know now while we don't have the ideas finalized in any capacity, that is what I'm working towards every day. And I can't wait to show, you know, my son, like mommy did this and you know, that all of that. And, and, you know, family also is super supportive, which I appreciate. Um, they're here for it. They, they, so that is obviously helpful because it's sort of a, a dicey issue, right? Because everyone says, you know, oh, it's not safe. Are you sure? And and I know, you know, my family's like, we're, we're all figured out. So we're, we're figuring <laughs> it out. That's really, really, really beautiful. And um, it's pretty amazing that you got a Los Angelino to relocate to Michigan. It makes no sense. Everybody, everybody says that. They're like, wait. Well, did you trick him? And I'm like, you know, I didn't have to, but like, if he leaves, um, I would like any ideas for how to get him back because, you know, like I, I, I wake up, I'm like, wait, is this real? Like he, he's here. He, he's property taxes. He's actually here and he is, and he's, he's happy to be here. Um, but you know, he is, his job is actually, um, in Los Angeles and Detroit. So that is, that helps. Um, but you know, we were in Detroit. That's fantastic. Any parting words you want to share with us before we end? Um, I don't think so. Other than thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Keep on inspiring, keep on doing, keep on showing up. 
And it's wild how something that sounded like a joke ended up right. being something so, so, so important and yeah. has had such a positive impact. I think the lesson in that is show up no matter what. Don't don't yes. don't don't prejudge, don't predetermine. You never know how many lives you're gonna change. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks.